0: Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the word of God. I just want to um, follow the Holy Ghost tonight. So the book of Haggai chapter number two, beginning at verse number four, it says, but now be strong, Zerubbabel declares the Lord. Be strong, Joshua, the son of Josedach, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the land. Say, that's me. That's me. Be strong. Declares the Lord and work. And he says, for I am with you. I don't know about you, but there are words that comfort me. And when I hear the Lord say, for I am with you, that comforts me. Because that lets me know that what I'm about to embark on, that the Lord is with me. It doesn't matter what the devil tries to throw at me. It doesn't matter what the enemy tries to do. But I know that the Lord is with me. Is there anybody thankful that we know that the Lord is with us? This is what I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt. And my spirit remains among you. This is another one of those good phrases that we like as children of God. Do not fear. When the Lord says do not fear, we don't have to fear. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while, I will once more shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. I will shake all nations and what is desired by all nations will come. And I will fill this house. With glory, says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. I don't know about you, but there's a lot of declaring by the Lord Almighty in that passage that I want to apply to my life. I want the peace of God. I want the glory of the Lord. I want his will, and I want his favor in my life. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for what God is doing. And for the next few moments, I just want to preach to you, the latter shall be greater. The latter shall be greater. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place right now. Let's just lift our hands right now. It feels good in this place. Let's just lift our hands right now. we want your peace God we want your glory God we want you to be with us God we want you to go before us oh Lord Jesus we love you God we know that you are with us God we know that your hand is upon us oh Lord thank you Jesus thank you Jesus Mm. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place and I believe that what we do here tonight is going to help set the atmosphere on Sunday when those that are hurting and those that are broken walk into this place and they come in contact with Jesus and they're going to hear the Word of God and they're going to say, what shall we do to be saved? And we're going to be able to look at them and tell you, well, let me just tell you, we've got the answer here at the Life Church because we know what Peter said and he said unto them, you've got to repent, you've got to be baptized, you've got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. God is going to do that on Sunday here at the Life Church. God is getting ready to pour his Spirit out. Man, I feel good. 1972, NASA launched the exploratory space probe, the Pioneer 10. This satellite's primary mission was to reach Jupiter, photograph it and its moons, and beam data back that it collected. Now, this is 1972. Scientists regarded this as a bold plan, and they said that no satellite had gone beyond Mars, and they feared that the asteroid belt would destroy the satellite before it would ever get to Jupiter, but the Pioneer 10 accomplished its mission uh, and much, much more. It flew past Jupiter in 1973, one year later, and the space probe continued its incredible journey towards the edge of our solar system. At one billion miles from the sun, Pioneer passed Saturn. At some 2 billion miles, it hurtled past other planets such as Neptune. And at nearly 3 billion miles, it went past Pluto. And then by 1997, 25 years after its launch, Pioneer 10 was more than 6 billion miles from the sun. Now, this may seem insignificant to you, and you may say, well, what is the point of telling you, telling us that? That probe and this thing that they built has less technology than this phone that I am holding. But yet, even till this day, even till this day, this thing still every once in a while will send a signal back to earth years later with less technology than this phone that I am holding in my hand. And it is to this day a marvel as to why this happens. And they can't quite understand it. But I want to just tell somebody tonight that even when it may seem like it's at its darkest. Because that's what happens way out there past the Milky Way. It's pretty dark out there. Our world may feel, it may feel like we're a whole lot kind of like this, this little satellite where we're just, we don't know where we're going, but we're just going. We don't know what's going to happen next, but we're just going. We're not giving up. We're just going to say, you know what, I'm just keeping on going. And things may be dark, things may be ugly, but I've come to remind somebody tonight that the Bible tells us that the latter shall be greater than that of the former. There are going to be times in our walk and our relationship with God where we don't quite understand what the future may hold. We don't understand where we're at. and Sometimes we look around and we're sitting there and we're saying, you know what, uh, Jesus just died and he, he rose again and then he ascended. But here they find themselves in a prayer room on the day of Pentecost. And we all know the story and we're going to celebrate that. We're going to talk about that on Sunday. But there's this in-between where we just don't quite know sometimes where God is doing or what he's doing in our lives. But I've just come to remind somebody tonight that the Bible states that the latter shall be greater than the former. There are better things that are in store for you than the things that you've seen behind you. The best days in your walk in relationship with God are not behind you, my friend. But God has got something in store for each and every one of us that will be greater because as this thing wraps up, there are still a lot of promises that God has got to fulfill. There are still a lot of promises that God has spoken that are going to come to pass. And I've just come simply to remind somebody tonight that the latter shall be greater. As this thing wraps up, we're going to see unprecedented revival. We're going to see unprecedented disciples being made. We're going to see unprecedented revival in our homes with our lost children. We may not understand it. It may be dark. It may be bleak at times, but I've just come tonight in the Holy Ghost to tell somebody that the latter will be greater and that God has got bigger plans in store than we've ever seen before. When God is all done and when we're all through out of this, God is going to be able to, we're going to be able to look back and say, I was there when 4,000 received the gift of the Holy Ghost in one setting. I was there when a thousand were baptized in one setting because the The latter shall be greater. Hallelujah. Come on, let's clap our hands to the Lord right now. Today is the greatest day to be a child of the Most High. When we look around, we see that our world is in chaos, but it just means that it's opportunity for God's light to shine through. When we look around and we see all of the things that are happening and we see everything that's going on, it just means it's a greater opportunity for God's power to be on demonstration. The darkness that we see, the things that we're experiencing are not uncommon. In the New Testament, the church, we're going through some dark times. In the Old Testament, God's children went through some dark times. But we find this text chapter where it says, The glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, says the Lord of hosts. Man, what we wouldn't give for some peace in our world right now. That peace that passes all understanding. I'm not talking about fake peace. I'm not talking about governments just giving us peace. But I'm talking about the peace that passes all understanding right now. And this is what we find in our text chapter. And here we find that Zerubbabel is coming back and they have come back to rebuild. And we know the story and we've talked about it plenty over over the last few years at this church. And we've celebrated it with finishing strong and we know that. But there are something that happens in this story and in this narrative that I find so magnificent about our God. God was telling his children that the best is yet to come because the perspective of the people was wrong. They believed that nothing would ever compare to the glory of Solomon's temple. Sure, they had heard the stories about the priests who went in there on the first day and the glory of the Lord became so powerful that it just wiped out all the priests. And these are the stories that they were thinking about and some perhaps could, re- could hear the stories of what it looked like and how the things used to be and They remembered the silver and the gold and all these ornate colors, but then God begins to address their biggest concerns and their biggest fears. He says, the silver and gold belongs to me. What was God saying? God was saying, if I wanted something that was ornate, full of silver and gold, I would have given you all of it all over again. But he was saying, what I'm going to do in this rebuild is going to be greater than anything that you've seen before. Why? Because the glory of the Lord, Jesus Christ himself, is going to step foot in this temple. 500 years later, that comes to pass, and we know that story. But I have come to remind somebody today, tonight, that we sometimes can get lost in the way things used to be. Everybody looking straight ahead, but does anybody know anybody that just loves the good old days? <laughs> we all know those people that are like, oh, it just never be as good as it used to be. And let me, just tell, let me just tell you, there is some truth to that when it comes to th- some things. For example, the Taco Bell Mexican pizza is not as good as it used to be. Well, I felt a witness in the Holy Ghost right there. It's good, but it's not nowhere near as good as it used to be. And I'm not ashamed to admit I eat a Taco Bell Mexican pizza every once in a while. But we all know those people that love the good old days. And there's nothing wrong with the good old days. But if we're not careful, we can live on the victories of yesteryear and forget the battles that we're in right now. When God was saying and he was trying to tell his people time and time and time again that while you walked out of Egypt, I provided for you. But when you get out to the wilderness on the way to the promised land, I'm still going to keep providing. You're not going to have to keep looking back at Egypt and saying, oh, God did all this. God did all that. No, I'm going to provide for you every step of the way. And We sometimes can get so caught up in this life that we live because the enemy will try so hard to say if God really loved you, he'd take you back to that moment. Or he'd let you feel that all over again. And don't get me wrong, those altar calls mean something and we stand on those. But what I'm trying to tell somebody tonight is your best altar calls aren't behind you. You don't have to look back to 1971 on a Sunday night. It may have been a directional shifting moment in your life. But you can sit here and say, you know what? I've got a powerful chance to stand in the altar one more time. And God may do something for me here in 2023 that I look for from 20 years from now to say that that was a moment that shifted my life. And the latter shall be greater. And Jesus then steps onto the scene and... We see that what God was doing (laughs) in Zechariah 4 and 10, it states, who despises the day of small things? And if we're not careful, we can take the small incremental battles and victories that we win and say, well, it was just a little thing. But in reality, a lot of little things add up to big things. They tell you if you're going to start something, a habit can be made in 21 days. You don't just get to day 21. It's one day at a time. But here what God is saying is, listen, I know you've seen victory. I know you've seen my spirit poured out before, but I want to do a new thing. I want to do something you've never seen before because the glory of the Lord, before this thing wraps up, we're going to see things we've never seen before. We're going to experience things we've never experienced before. Why? Because the world is so full of chaos right now. And when the Lord steps onto the scene, we're going to see devils cast out. We're going to see people filled with the Holy Ghost in the streets. We're going to be walking down and somebody's going to say, hey, I need need you to pray for me right now. You're not going to know how they got there. You're not going to know anything about it. But I know this, that the glory of the Lord, the latter, shall be greater. If the disciples did it, we can do it. The disciples would walk and people would just come to them and say, I've got a need. And they would heal them instantly with the power of God. Don't be surprised if somebody drops a bomb on you at work and you're just sitting there saying, why on earth did they just tell me? And all of a sudden your Holy Ghost radar kicks in and you say, I know why you told me. We're about to see a miracle right here. We're about to see God do something in your life that perhaps you've never experienced before. This is what the disciples did. So as they led up to Pentecost, here they are in this time where they weren't quite sure, but all of a sudden the ladder begins to happen. And we've said it, and we all have heard people that, you know, the best days of the church are behind us. No, that's not true. That's not true. The best days of the church are ahead of us. The best days of the life church are ahead of us. We're going to see things we've never seen before. Why? Because the latter shall be greater. So here's what, here's what happens is this, is that the disciples now, here they are, 500 years later, Jesus himself walks into this temple and Jesus, God in the flesh, steps in and it automatically just became greater because no longer was it the priests going in, but it was the high priest walking in right then and there. The desired nations had come announcing peace. And God kept his word that the best still was yet to come. You see, we can look at the book of Joel and we quote that very often about in the last days I will pour out my spirit and your sons and daughters are going to prophesy your old men shall dream dreams and young men shall see visions. Although I don't know where I fall because I've been having a lot of crazy dreams lately and I thought I was still a young man, but I guess I am not anymore. So I'm going to have to find some interpretation about this. (laughs) But there's a lot of that book that happens before that scripture and after that scripture. So if we're going to take the Bible for what it is and we're going to talk about it, I do believe that there's something important to be found in Joel chapter 2. It says, and you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God that has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. You know, the enemy has tried to convince some of us that we've got to be closet apostolics. Or that perhaps maybe we just, what we've got, we don't really have. And if we told the world, let me just tell you, there are some weird things that are happening out in our world. And if you talk to people and you're like, man, you fell for that and you call me crazy. You're just like, you're looking at them like, I'm not the crazy one here. But the reason that this is important is because the latter shall be greater. So if the latter is going to be greater, it means that the church... We don't ever have to be ashamed of who we are. Why? Because we've got the message. We've got the truth. And so we see this in Joel and it's prophesied. And then he jumps down and he says that in the last days I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And then it jumps down even further though. And it says I will show wonders in the heavens. And in the earth, blood, fire, pillars of smoke, the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. There's a stirring in our world right now. There's a stirring in our world right now. And the reason is, it's because the latter is about to be greater than anything we've ever seen before. I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know what you're struggling with or what you walked in the door here with tonight. But I just felt led of the Holy Ghost tonight. Now I wasn't even sure what I was going to preach as I came up here. But God just began to quicken me to let me know that somebody in this room, you've been dealing and you've been struggling and you've been fighting and God has been, you've been saying, God, I'm waiting for the greater. I'm waiting for the good things. I'm waiting for everything. And I've just come to tell somebody tonight that the latter shall be greater. God has heard your prayers and he has seen every tear. And God's about to open things and do things in your life that you've been praying, that you've been seeking God for. And you've been wondering, God, where are you? And God is saying, hey, I've just been waiting for the right time to step onto the scene because my timing is perfect. My way is perfect. My will is perfect. And what I'm about to do is about to blow your mind. here's how this looks in real life the other day I'm in my office and I walk over I began to talk to somebody and um, I share this story with Pastor Justin but this person has never opened up to me at all like like I know their spouses and their kids names and that's it and for some of you you're all the introverts in the room are like man But for the extroverts, man, like, I need to know where you went to school. I need to know what your favorite sandwich is. Like, I just got to know her. I'm just an extrovert. I just, I just want to know. Like, if you, <laughs> if you ask me something, I'm going to tell you. So I was sitting there, and I, I just, um, I, I said, hey, are you able to make this meeting? And they said, no, I'm not. I, I have to go help my mother with some things. Their health is not good. And these are one of those cue cards that Bishop has talked about so long when we're making disciples that the Lord will place in front of you. Here's your sign. And I, my ears perked up because I was like, ooh, all right. We can get down to some business right now. And I said, well, tell me about it. And this person, again, who's never opened up to me, just began to spill the proverbial beans. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I didn't know whether to, like, sit down because of all they just unloaded on me or like just lay hands on them and pray right there. I didn't know what to do. But I was just like, and, and, and again, it's a professional setting. So, you know, you don't want to do anything that will end you up in HR. But I'm just like, well, what if they get to the doctor and that's not the case? And they just looked at me and, I, and tears began to come into their eyes. And they said, well, I'm not sure if that's how this works, but it would be great if it does. I said, Oh. I said, I've seen it work like this before. I said, I'm going to pray for you. And I said, at the end of this, we're going to see. We'll just see what happens. We'll see what happens. And the, the doctor's test was today, so I'm going to find out what, what God did. Because when I asked them, I'm expecting that God is just, that they're going to tell me, hey, we don't know what happened, but uh, the text said that there was a spot there and it's gone. We, we, we can't explain it. This is what happens When we say, you know what, the latter shall be greater because we look at situations and it's so easy in those situations and times where we can say, you know what, I'll keep you in my thoughts. Have a great day. But in reality, the world is looking for somebody that can sit there and say, "You, you know somebody that can help me." Well, as a matter of fact, I do. I've seen cancer disappear literally. I've seen stories of people that were supposed to be dead walking till this day. And you can tell me, you can't tell me that God cannot answer prayer. So I'm just going to stand on the word of God and say, "You know what? If there's going to be bigger diseases, if there's going to be bigger cancers, well, guess what? That means there's going to be greater miracles. If there's going to be bigger challenges. That means there has to be greater deliverance. Why? Because the latter shall be greater. And I've made it up in my mind that I am walking in with God to say that no matter what it is, he is able. He's able. (laughs) And so as we careen towards Pentecost, there is this moment now where the disciples are sitting here and, and everything begins to make sense because all of a sudden we know the story that a sound from heaven came in and filled the room and it filled those that were there. And Peter, they reach back all the way and ask to that prophecy of Joel. And we're, again, pastor's going to deliver a message on Sunday about that and that's not what I'm here to. I'm here to help somebody tonight to remember that all of the things that the enemy has stolen from you All the joy that the enemy has taken from you every single battle that you feel that you've lost, that the enemy has held shame over your head for so long, I want you to know that the Lord is about to bring you out and he's about to restore greater than what you've lost. Why? Because the latter shall be greater. And what God was saying in the Old Testament was when I send Jesus, the ultimate high priest into the temple, you're not going to have to worry about it anymore. You're not going to have to sit there and say, I've got to take this offering. I've got to take that offering. No, my friend, the Bible states that when that veil was torn, we could go into the Holy of Holies. We could go in boldly and all of the sudden, that glory that was once held behind that curtain now became a part of you and I when we were baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden, our lives we could apply that the latter shall be greater in my life. Every single battle, every single victory, every single trial, I know that God has got something in store on the other side. And as I think about my life, and I think about the trials and the things that I've seen. And I, Sometimes I, I look back over my life, and it's easy um, when you're my age. I, again, I don't know if I'm old or young anymore, so you'll just have to bear with me here. And sometimes I look back, and I'm like, man, I, I don't know that I've experienced all that much from my age. And then I look at some battles, and I'm like, oh, man, yeah, I, I've experienced some stuff. And we've all experienced some things that hit us or perhaps some things that rocked us to our core. And there are some of us in here with the things that you've experienced, it's a miracle that you're still in the house of God. If we were being honest because you're sitting there saying, I should have been dead, I should have been in a ditch somewhere, I don't know how I'm even here, but by the grace of God. But I... But I look back over and I say, you know what, every single time that I worried, every single time that I was afraid, I look back and I go back to this text chapter and I I can just, I began to use this as my anthem that fear not, I am with thee. The Lord is with me. He is my shield. When the enemy comes in like a flood, pick any scripture you want. But I began to look back over this, and I knew that in my life, that every battle, that, that where it started, or every trial, or everything, I look back over it, and I say, yeah, where I'm at now is greater than where I've ever been before. Why? Because when God steps in, and he brings his presence, he brings his peace, and all of a sudden... We can look back and say, you know what, those days might have been troublesome. It might have been hurt. It might have been a little bit of pain. You know what? But when I look back over my life, I know that his hand was on me every single step of the way. I know that his hand is on me right now. And I know that my best days are not behind me, but they are in front of me. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place right now. Jesus. You see, what I love was this. It captures... Everything. And then it comes to the end, the last couple verses there. And we see that it states in uh, Haggai 2 9. At the end of this, it states, And in this place, I will grant peace. You know how the fulfillment of this worked when Jesus stepped onto the scene? It's found in Isaiah 9, and it says he shall be called the Prince of Peace. So this prophecy all of the years before this when the latter shall be greater, and then all of a sudden Jesus steps on, and the glory is greater. But then we see that the Prince of Peace steps onto the scene. You see, the Jews were in a tough time when Jesus stepped onto the scene. And they were looking for a a ruler with a kingdom to come down. And we we know that story. That wasn't the case. But all of a sudden, Jesus, who in Isaiah 9, it states, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be on his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. The best part about all of this is at the end of that, he throws in that little caveat that there's going to be peace in this house. You're going to have great glory, you're going to see great victories, you're going to see great miracles, but there's going to be peace. And I don't know about you, but in this world that we live in, I want to have peace in knowing in whom I have believed. I want to have the peace that passes all understanding. That when the world is on fire, I've made my bed and I've stood and I've said, you know what, I've attached myself to this man Jesus. And i believed everything he said because the peace of God. It's going to be worth it all he throws that there at the end and we see as the musicians come tonight you see there are times where we see and we sit there and we say man I, whew, I don't know how it could be any better now listen there are I, again I, I, sometimes I look back over my life I, I've told you this already and I feel that I've lived a pretty good life I feel that you know God has blessed me and I feel that there have been good things and again there's been bad things for sure and um, <clears throat> and, I, and I just look over it and I'm just like, man, you know, there have been some real good times in my life. When we moved to Kansas City, that's a highlight of my life. And I'll, I'll never forget it. I was sitting right over there. And I just remember God spoke and he said, this is home. And I was like, praise God. I said, I love what I feel here. I want this to be home. And if you've walked into the Life Church, I'm sure you've had that experience where you knew that this was home. And I look back over my life and I'm like, man, I've experienced some good things. And there are some things I don't ever want to experience again, but I know that there are still greater things to come. You see, some the enemy has convinced some of us that the victories that we've seen, that there's no way that God could ever top those. Sometimes the enemy's not all that creative. Let me just tell you. He just plays to some of our emotions sometimes. And if we just looked and read the word sometimes, we'd realize that, man, we serve the most creative, literally the most creative God. He created the heavens and the earth. And you're telling me he can't allow you to see greater victories and allow you to see victory over the triumphs of the enemy or what the enemy has tried to triumph with over you? come to tell somebody tonight that every lie that the enemy has spoken that God could never do this because this person is too far gone let me just tell you that's a lie because God can reach them some parents in this room and you're, you're dealing with children that have walked away from God and you're saying there's no way that God could ever restore them, there's no. let me just tell you that is a lie that the enemy will try to use to get you to give up but if we just keep holding on and believing that the latter's going to be greater. What they do is between them and God. But we hold the banner up and saying that I believe that God can do it. I believe that God can restore. I believe that God can heal because the enemy has tried to for so long to convince us that, you know what? The good days, the old days of Solomon's temple, it was so beautiful. It was so grand. And what you're building now, it doesn't. it doesn't look like much. But let me just tell somebody as we stand tonight, that if God's in it, it's going to be beautiful. And so we see tonight that the latter shall be greater. You see, the early church had so many things to deal with. They had people that were literally killing them for what they believed and they were taking them out and you know, just trying to cause disruption and confusion. But every time that that happened, it led to greater things. So the enemy has tried to get some of you to believe that the situation, the trial that you're in, there's no way you'll be able to experience the victory or the blessing or the favor of God like you have in times past. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. And there are some of us that if we could just get it in our mind that the latter, the after, where I'm at right now, I may not be able to see it right here in this little bubble, but I know just on the other side of that, man, it's going to be great. You know, the victories that I've won, they're they're amazing. Those times in the altar, they're amazing. But I know that God has got more in store. Why? Because the best days of the church are not behind us. The best days of your walk with God are not behind you. You're saying, well, I've done everything I've ever thought I could do for the Lord. Well, guess what? There's still more to be done. we still got a whole world to reach. we still got a whole city to make disciples out of. And so as we just lift our hands right now where we are, I just want us to just begin to pray. And whatever it is that you've walked in here with, it's between you and God. For some of you, you're dealing with, Situations and trials in your life where you're saying, God, I I just I need that greater right now. I believe that God's about to give some of you a breakthrough here at this altar tonight. So by faith, if you if you are in need of just a, a breakthrough tonight, I want you to just make your way to the altar. If if by by faith, take a step of faith tonight. If you are in need of a breakthrough, I want you to just find your way to this altar tonight. It's going to be a step of faith that God's about to honor for somebody right now. Here's how we're going to do this. They're getting ready to sing and we're getting ready to worship. But here's, if if you've stepped out tonight, here's what I want you to do. God's about to give a breakthrough for whatever it is that you need. But I wonder if just all across this room, if we could just lift our hands right now. If you know how to, Pray in the spirit. Just begin to pray in the spirit right now. We're just gonna follow the Holy Ghost right now. Well, lift your voices right now. Just lift your voices right now. If you've stepped out in faith, I want you to know God's about to do something in your life right now. Come on, that's it. Just let your voices out right now. Something is shifting in this room right now. Come on, the ladder shall be great. Here's what I want you to do. If you came to this altar tonight needing a breakthrough, I want you to just visualize what that victory, what greater would look like in your life right now. If you you need something from God, I just want you to visualize what greater would be. I believe that you've all got it, but here's what I want you to do is I just want you to begin to say, thank you, Jesus, from the top of your lungs. Come on, that's it from the top of your lungs. If you need a breakthrough, I want you to just say thank you, Jesus. Because I have come tonight to tell somebody that the latter shall be greater. It's not a maybe, it's not an if, but I have come tonight to tell somebody on the authority of the word of God that the latter shall